Hello. Today's letter is M, and our word for today is meteorology. And I will be completely honest with you. I don't have a background in meteorology, but I've got Google. And what I want to share with you is some insight that I found when researching this topic. Remember, part of what we want to do on our SIP podcast, our STEM information podcast, is to expose people and broaden their knowledge, broaden their vocabulary about STEM and STEAM opportunities and careers and even just how these different areas affect us on an everyday basis. So I was quite surprised and I learned a thing or two and I think you might as well. As you all know, thanks to technology, and and that's why technology is the backbone of STEM and also why we really focus on and talk about uh, and even incorporated technology in our name, Technology Expresso, because thanks to technology, it's the enabler that allows us to do and and find out information. It's at our fingertips. Um, I refer to Google, but basically using search engines, you can find, again, like I like to say, a plethora of information. The website that I'm referencing for today's topic is actually the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's www.bls.gov, www.bls.gov. And you go under uh, slash OOH slash, and it gives you a whole list of different careers, not just in STEM, all careers. Um, And then you can look up key information about those careers. So put it all together. It's www.bls.gov slash OOH slash, and then uh, the whole list will come up. The one that we're looking at particularly that covers meteorologists and meteorology is called life science and social sciences. And let me point out, because you heard me say slash OOH, which stands for the Occupational Outlook Handbook. Um, This is something that the Bureau of Labor Statistics maintains. And one of the things, again, when you go down the long list, if you're trying to expose and expand, I think this is a great assignment that every student should go out and have to find five different career paths or opportunities and do the research using the Occupational Outlook Handbook. And I dare say, parents, you're looking for a career change and want to find other careers related to what you currently do. What I love is when you go into the Occupational uh, Outlook Handbook, you'll get what they call the quick facts. It'll give you the particular career field. It'll tell you what the median pay is, what the entry-level education is, what the work experience needed for the occupation is, if it has on-the-job training, and it also gives you statistics about the number of jobs. Um, Right now, they're basing it on 2014, so the number of jobs that uh, were uh, in this field in 2014, as well as what's projected 
for the next 10 years? Is there growth or decline in this particular career field? And and what's that change between what it is now and what it's expected to be? So let me just read through some of those facts and, and then also go through the other categories. Uh, if you're interested and want to do more of a deep dive in a career field, the Occupational Outlook Handbook will give you a summary of the field. It'll tell you what all is other related careers are involved, what the work environment is like, what it takes and how to become a person in that particular field. Again, some more specifics and a breakdown of the pay, um, state and area data. So more specifics there. And then other similar occupations. And like I said, for parents, when you get burnt out and you're looking to go uh, into a different field, but you don't want to maybe start from scratch or throw away your current job experience, this is a way to explore what are my other options. Now, like I said, today being M, M for meteorology, I want to look up the area of meteorologist. And there's a bigger umbrella, a bigger category, and they're really called atmospheric scientists. So you may not have known that. So under atmospheric scientists, including meteorologists, the median pay, this was for 2016, was $92,000 per year. Or uh, if they were hourly or freelance, that the average or the median was about $44.45 per hour, okay? So if you're at minimum wage right, right now or your current credentials only would afford you a job at minimum wage, $44.45 as a median doesn't sound too bad. And again, like I said, $92,000, uh, round that up, $93,000 a year, okay? The typical entry-level education is a bachelor's degree. So just your four-year degree, and you can find yourself at that median level. Um, also, the number of jobs in 2014 for meteorologists and atmospheric scientists was 11,800. Now, the projection for the next 10 years is that it's to grow about 9%. And it's actually growing faster than the average occupation. So there's growth and growth opportunities. So what does that mean? There's going to be about 1,100 new jobs open up. And keep in mind, in any field, this doesn't include people who are retiring or um, leaving the, the workforce. Maybe someone's, uh, you know, for whatever reason, might be leaving the workforce or doing a job change. So there's other openings, not just that. Uh, 1100 that I talked about there are other um, job openings but this is additional jobs the growth in that particular career field now let's dive a little bit deeper I'm looking now at the summary and it says what is an atmospheric scientist and and what does a meteorologist actually do so atmospheric scientist studies the weather and climate and how these conditions affect human activity and the earth in general and I must say, we probably take meteorologists for granted. But these are the people that predict the weather. And we, every day, plan our lives, plan activities, plan events around the weather. You know, it just so happens I'm going to a pool party this Saturday. But if it's rain predicted, we have to plan a backup site and activity. 
just think about the people who want to get married, graduation ceremonies, um, any type of event, festivals and concerts. They need to know the outlook for the weather. Oh, and don't forget vacations too. We always want to look at those. I love looking at the 10-day forecast. So when I'm getting close to that big event, I'm looking at the 10-day. And then some have the 14-day. Now, these are all predictions. They don't control the weather. They only predict the weather. So there's always that margin of error. But even in my lifetime, I've seen them get a lot more accurate. But let's talk about what are the work environments for meteorologists? Most atmospheric scientists work indoors in weather stations or offices or laboratories. Occasionally, they do field work, which means working outdoors to examine the weather. Some atmospheric scientists may have to work extended hours during weather emergencies. When it comes to becoming an atmospheric scientist or meteorologist, you need a bachelor's degree in atmospheric science or a closely related field for most positions. Those who work in research usually need a master's degree or a Ph.D., the uh, stat, the state and area data, again, this is when it breaks it down state by state, different areas um, for the various, um, for, for meteorologists. This is all great information, like I said, right at your fingertips. And, and again, even if you're not specifically interested in being a meteorologist, other related fields in, in this particular uh, category. And what they do is they identify related fields that still have that same medium income in the same range, around the seventy-five dollars to $80,000 range. So there's other fields like chemists and material scientists. There's environmental engineers. There's environmental scientists and specialists. There's geoscientists. There's hydrologists, physicists, and astronomers, and even post-secondary teachers. Now, along, again, cross-cutting all of these fields are still mathematicians and statisticians are needed in the field related to predicting the weather and meteorologists and meteorology. Also, Cross-cutting is computer programmers, computer scientists, um, software developers, because a lot of the things that meteorologists do is on computers with software, helping to crunch the numbers, crunch the, the different predictions and data from, to look for trends so that they can make those predictions, and that's done through computer programmers. So... That said, you now have a new perspective uh, on atmospheric scientists and meteorologists. So that's our word for today. Take that. And you also have a great new resource to look into. So take a look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Occupational Outlook Handbook. Thanks for joining us on today's episode.